Welcome to Club Management. I'm your host, Shannon Dawson. And on this show, we speak to artists, musicians, and DJs about how they're impacting their community through music. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And this is episode 30, the big old 30, like me, baby. I just want to give an honorable shout out to you for listening uh, and me for staying consistent. It is the consistency for me, honey. Um, and much love to all the folks that tapped into the interview with Drank uh, on the last show. That was really, I really, really had a great time just chopping it up and recalling some really cool memories with him. Uh, and it looks like we made some new followers too. Want to give a shout out to Liang and to Shabe for following on SoundCloud. We're on Instagram too, by the way, if you're interested in following the pod there. Uh, I'm going to be sharing some short clips from the interviews that I've been doing here uh, on Instagram. So you can kind of like get a little idea about the show and find out more tidbits about myself uh, on there. So please, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well. I'll have all the information in the comments below. Uh, And, you know, because this is the 30th episode and I happen to be 30, by the way, uh, I thought I'd share some like really cool little fun facts about the show. I know it sounds kind of nerdy, but I'm so proud of myself for staying consistent. And I think that consistency really comes from doing things that you love. Uh, and right now I'm just kind of working with what I got, right? So one fun fact about the show that you may not know is that I wake up at like six, you know, five, you know, five forty-five, six a.m. every day, um, and I record the show currently from my mom's living room. <laughs> so if you've ever noticed, you hear like a random car like honking in the background, or if you hear some like bums quarreling outside, it's because I literally sit next to a window and I record off my mother's couch okay yeah I said it I live at home with my mom yeah that's right and you know why because COVID man this thing like turned everybody's lives upside down um you know if I had it my way I'd still be back in China uh but unfortunately when all this stuff went down I lost my job uh was told that I couldn't come back and um yeah now I'm trying to peace everything together but you know what things happen for a reason and I think that being home has been incredible because I've been able to uh really connect with people that I've you know been really uh inspired by now that I'm back in New York City and I'm hoping when things do return to some sort of normalcy that we will be able to uh create together and 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 take off and and make some coin you know because man the coin is limited these days but you got to figure out a way to make it work uh So with that being said, today's show is all about manifestation. And the guest that I have on today's show is a living testament to it. Meet DJ Hourglass, the producer, DJ, and event curator that's shaking things up in Atlanta's growing club scene. A member of Creative Collective Work Crew, Hourglass and her team have been creating some fun and inclusive spaces for Black, Brown, and LGBTQ community members to catch a whole vibe on the dance floor. (laughs) 
Whether she's setting it off at her down for whatever functions, or opening up for big names like Sango and Katrinata, Hourglass organizes and conceptualizes branded events that make you feel like you're a part of the community. And don't even get me started about her impeccable music selection. The North Carolina native wowed so many over with her stellar Boiler Room performance in 2018. Oh, oh. Crafting a hefty set filled with timeless classics and a melody of Afrobeat, hip hop, and reggae cuts, I was instantly hooked. The Boiler Room set was such a success, the happy DJ took off touring all around the world. But then 2020 hit, and this year, live performances and clubs have struggled to make ends meet with lockdowns and curfew restrictions imposing a major setback for nightlife. But that didn't stop Hourglass. The busy DJ has found a way to stay connected with fans now with her incredible Think Outside the Clock show on Twitch. Hourglass hops onto her Twitch stream weekly to play music for fans and share exclusive interviews. And the most amazing part is that she does it all safely from the comfort of her home. Happy Saturday, Safi. Great to see you in here. It's Safi Safazina. It's a dope Twitch stream. She made some time to chat with me about how she's been able to grow an organic following on her Twitch channel, how to create your own in-home live streaming setup, and why Think Outside the Clock is more than just a name. It's a whole lifestyle. Yeah, I was like, I almost forgot that there was a whole storm and everything last, what was that, last Thursday. So I was like, oh my God, is she going to be able to make it? <laughs> Let's go. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to send that email to you for like four hours. Oh my god! <laughs> I, was, I woke up at like eight and typed it, and then I was just like, "Oh, just ongoing." So it was yeah. it was literally like a whole power outage across Atlanta, right? Yeah, the whole city. Like I had a I had a, a restaurant gig that I started doing, and and I was just like, "Are y'all open?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I had a friend who had a gig, you know, a huge gig on Friday, and was just like finally able to like prepare and practice he woke up it's like oh, oh. <laughs> so good yeah, everything restored cool. back to normal what about yesterday yeah. did you do anything for halloween um i have a stream i do on saturdays called think outside the clock and um <laughs> that was that was pretty cool i just found the old costume that i wore last year <laughs> threw it back on and yeah that was that I had to help my friend you know he needed to borrow my speakers so i just dropped it off and uh yeah hung out Ooh, for a little bit beautiful i love your setup yeah. this is like this is the quintessential hourglass <laughs> backdrop <laughs> yeah so, yes yeah, so sweet let's get started um i'm super excited to have you on the podcast i've been digging everything that you've been doing with oh, think outside wow. the clock and work crew down for whatever the list goes yeah. on um, and first of all, I, I like to start out all my podcasts asking folks just how they've been doing. Cause obviously this year has been an absolute chit show. So how have yes. you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> I have been, I'm honestly like, just, I say, I'm like kind of staying afloat above the waves and the water. Cause you know, there, I can't lie and say that 2020 has been awful for me, you know, as far as some of the opportunities I've had, but it's been extremely challenging mentally, you know, just everything happening in the world whether that's like the politics of it all you know black people being shot left and right 
and then just you know my my entire life changing you know my my career just getting <laughs> like flipped over so yeah it's definitely been just like I've had to take a lot of time to check in with myself for sure just to mm. make sure like I have the capacity you know just to get through this is very true and that check-in is so vital I've been doing that literally I, so I've been in lockdown since March like I haven't really yeah. gone out seen any friends yeah. And I've just had to like, there's been moments where I've just had to like sit and just really sit with all these thoughts that I probably never knew I really had until I've had all this time to kind of process everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel the same exact way. Um, but thank God that we have some sort of creative outlet to process all of those emotions. Um, and yes. I want to backtrack a little bit because I discovered you through your Boiler Room set, which I thought was super wow. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. The, the thing that I love about you so much is that you're always able to find these magical, what I like to call gateway moment, gateway moments mm. between different genres and eras even. Um, and there was one particular moment in that set where I think you did a transition between like Roll by the Internet and Soho's Hot. And I was like, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm- I'm just excited you like you picked that up because I wonder like am I I doing too much sometimes you're doing just the right amount um so let's talk about that what really inspired you to start um yeah to become a DJ yeah um honestly just uh my love for music number one has just been I guess the the common denominator amongst my life you know my I'm a very musically inclined family. Um, my, my sister is a singer and songwriter and she's like six years older than me. So like kind of growing up what she loved, yeah. I loved too. So she kind of put me on the right path with the Missy's, the Busta's, the Genuine, Leah, then all the hip hop, like the tribe, everything. So uh, my, my mom's a singer as well. My dad, you know, he's in the military and he worked, um, he worked in, in a lot of obscure places. So I was born in Utah, in like Salt Lake City. There was no black radio stations there. He lived in Alaska for like five years. So it was, you know, it was kind of up to him to like curate the, the black music that was in the area. So he would make mixtapes for all of the other people in the Air Force that were that were black and wanted to hear some, some good stuff. So yeah, so my whole life, I've, it's just been, normal for me to just always hear music in the house and I was definitely raised like you literally just go down this track you don't take too many risks sure you might be gifted creatively but nah 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 you're gonna sorry you're gonna go get this job right and um and that's that um so it wasn't until you know I graduated college I was kind of just sitting around half-assed applying to jobs I knew I didn't want (laughs) and I was just like uh in my spare time I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, start transcribing music lyrics Mm. so I did that for uh rap genius uh, for a long time like so all of the early like Kendrick Lamar Janae Aiko um, those those types of songs, I was literally just up at 4 a.m. just typing out <laughs> their lyrics and transcribing them wow. for the site. And then I was just um, 
started a music blog. I was like, let me just get into, you know, the journalism side of it all. So I started my own site where I was just, you know, figuring it out, just talking about, you know, new music that was happening. Cause it was such a renaissance at the time for me, uh, the artists that were dropping. And um, yeah, from there, I started writing uh, for a site called The Wellverse mm. uh, under Andreas Hill who worked for uh, RanBT.com for a time. Nice. And I really honed in on my, you know, my, 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 my real passion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, aside from writing, I wanted to just find a way to mix um, the music to like, just kind of make a little a mix of everything that I'm writing about every week. And mm-hmm. I bought a rinky dink cheap plastic controller <laughs> out of my bed and I just started that's how it always it. starts <laughs> right I was like this song feels like it should go with this song you know not even knowing anything about key or BPM mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. and then over time of course I started to teach myself started to watch a lot of instructional videos and wow. realized you know when I did my first set out you know that uh yeah that. <laughs> like I could actually get a lot further with this than the, the path I was on I was doing all of you know kind of interning per se um, mm. writing and just when I started DJing and started picking up on it I was like this is the vehicle for me and of course yeah I um we we have a really similar story actually so I wow. started out um interning for like radio stations I was working at a radio station briefly um back in like 2015 um and I actually I I was prior to coming back to New York City, where I am currently, I was living in China for the last five years, teaching, DJing, and touring. Um, But it literally wasn't until this year where I said, you know what, I'm tired of having to kind of juggle the two. I really want to just do my full-time creative aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, what was it for you? What gave you that strength to really say, all right, I'm done with kind of doing all these things. I just kind of want to focus on my music. Yeah, I think for me, it was a, I had a lot of people's lives that I could kind of look back on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was, you know, I thought about a lot of members of my family who I feel like have given their lives to maybe one company or one field. And, you know, they're, they're rounding out their lives thinking about retirement. And it's clear that these fields didn't, they're not putting into them the amount that they gave to those companies. And I'm like... You know, especially knowing that, oh, they could have pursued what they really loved. I definitely didn't want to feel like I didn't even try to Mm. pursue making a living doing what I really love. I was working, definitely working a day job. I was in accounting uh, for a logistics (laughs) company uh, and I got the job and I was excited because it it allowed me to move to Atlanta from Charlotte, my hometown. um, But I did, you know, I did both and it was, it was killing me. (laughs) Like I was just like, I. Right. There's nothing like having a gig on. Right. Like nothing happened, like having that gig on the weekday, you've got to wake up by like 8 a.m. the next day and you're like totally Exactly. (laughs) And I was, I'm just going to be real. I was doing the absolute most. Like I was, (laughs) I was pushing it. (laughs) At one point when I think I really realized like something's going to have to change. I was um, assisting uh, one of my mentors, her name is DJ Princess Cut. Um, She kind of like just 
allowed me to see every facet of nightlife in Atlanta, like from, you know, the ultra lounges that call themselves the lounge because they have one couch in the middle, but otherwise everything else is just super ratchet. <laughs> um, to, you know, to doing like, you know, like very fancy buckhead, you know, bougie events and things like that for mm. for white audiences to um we were doing onyx nightclub strip club every tuesday she was the first um woman dj to have a residency there so i was her assistant so i was up i think we would leave there on tuesday nights at like 5 a.m wow yeah sometimes i would just kind of drive straight to my job because i knew if i went home went to sleep i'm not waking up so i would right. drive there maybe hit up the 24-hour walmart grab a t-shirt <laughs> all the whole bag essentials clean myself up sleep in the car and then just open the door and walk into work and i was <laughs> exhausted <laughs> yeah that's so cool i'm so i'm always so like really inspired by people who just say, you know what, I'm just going to do this and just figure it out. I'm going to fail a little bit along the way, but I know I have the determination to su uh, succeed. So I love that. Um, so you get your start really just, you know, cutting your teeth and getting yourself, um, you know, getting your career started in Atlanta and the scene. Then how does uh, Down For Whatever come into play? Oh, man, that is... That's kind of yeah far into the, uh, into the story. I think um, mm -hmm. Down for Whatever is a party with my, uh, created by myself and my friend uh, Sharon O. She goes by Miko, and honestly, that goes back to honestly how I met Work Crew, how I connected with Xavier Black, the co-founder mm -hmm. of Work Crew. Um, I met him in 2014, and when I met him and uh, Jeremy Avalon, I my mind was blown. I felt like I, I went from feeling out like I was a lone wolf uh, type of DJ, like playing the sound that I didn't, I couldn't find anybody that would try to even think of playing like a remix that wasn't like on the radio. Like I wasn't <laughs> hearing that anywhere. And when I saw um, Xavier and Jeremy Avalon perform, they were playing the Jersey Club flips. They were playing the stuff I'd find on SoundCloud uh -huh. and people were dancing to it. And I was like, yes, this is my tribe. And yeah, um, after getting close with Xavier and his family, you know, he he was friends with Miko before, and he was just like, I have a friend. I think y'all would really vibe. Y'all would really get along. And it was her. It was Miko. Mm -hmm. And yeah, years later, you know, we've 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 been through a lot together in the, in the nightlife scene, from you know, kind of a almost traumatic experience trying to build a um, woman coalition called They to then you know evolving out of that and mm. just realizing like naturally that we just wanted to do something together wow. um, and just yeah she had an opportunity with this cool new nightclub called reveries a virtual reality bar here really nothing like it in the city and she was like they've approached me and i don't want to do this alone i want to partner you know and i want to do it with you and I, that felt great you know so we we started down for whatever, yeah, over two years ago, and twice a month, and it's just grown into like the little baby that could, because we both were like, we're really <laughs> busy with all these other things. We don't want to like just pour, 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 like heavy marketing. We just wanted to naturally become our thing, and it and it's worked better that way. Right, right. Can you yeah. talk about some of the people that you've had uh, come to your parties and performed? Oh man. Whew. 
it's a long list. <laughs> yeah, it's a long list and sometimes a blurry, <laughs> blurry <laughs> list. But we've had, you know, there they shoot a lot of a lot of film and TV in Atlanta now, and yeah. had a lot of actors come through. I think J- Jacob Lattimore. Uh, I can't yeah. remember his. I can't remember the guy's name from. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, it's gonna it's gonna kill me, but. Uh, yeah, we've had like some really random actors come in um, from like comedies. Uh, we've had uh, Anderson Pack was a very interesting one. Uh, he came to our army party, The Groove, and that was just a wild story of <laughs> is he gonna come trying to make sure that, you know, we have a secret way for him to enter. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. Um, if you don't want if if it's if it's cool, I share. I definitely will share that story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I have a friend of a uh, friend of his, uh, India Sean. Uh, she's an incredible singer. Um, she's one of his background singers, and I thought she was in town. She just hit me like, "Hey, girl, what's happening tonight?" <laughs> and I was at the masquerade venue in Atlanta. I was like, we got the groove come through because she always used to come when she was here. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I'm not in town. Uh, Andy wants to come. And I was like, Andy? <laughs> well, when you say Andy, do you mean Anderson Pack? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, y'all cool, but I don't, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm like just going from, you know, freak mode as a fan to also professionally like making sure that you know i i do my thing and keep it together so she's like yeah he wants to come and uh he's got a few friends maybe little duvall is gonna come with them and yeah so when does it get when does it get lit and i'm just like yeah definitely by like 11. cool he doesn't want to be there when it's lit he wants to be there early okay like cool (laughs) we go to man we go to uh the staff there and we're just like giving them a heads up. Hey, we have a VIP guest coming in. We had a we have a system already where it's like, okay, like um, if they don't have a certain wristband or badge, they can't they shouldn't be able to just walk through the back of the stage because this party of uh, the Groove R and B party, it's really that one has spiraled into something way bigger than myself and the other creators, uh, Wally Sparks, Jeremy Avalon, Xavier Black. So we've had, we, we were doing that in a really tight venue called The Basement, um, yeah. packing in like, you know, it's, we started squeezing people in kind of like sardines. If we were to do that now, clearly that would be a problem. <laughs> so, but yeah, it just kind of got to a point where it just outgrew the space we were in for three years. and. We were doing it at the masquerade and with the you know larger production value. So yeah, we were just like, you know, please try to enforce the rules. I know we're pretty cool. Sometimes we might have a homie that we didn't know was coming and say, Oh, they're cool, like just let them come in. Right. This time no, right? <laughs> I told them it's Anderson Pack. This guy I think has sold out the venue that we were using before. <laughs> yeah. And um what's crazy is you know, I, I end up like he ends up FaceTiming me and I'm trying to show him like where to come in in the back. I'm like, this is the address. This is how you come in. So people, you know, won't swarm <laughs> you at the door. And he's just like, yeah, and he's just he's clearly had a good night already. And I'm just like, cool. He's like, yeah, we'll be there soon. And by this time, it's like midway through the party, definitely later than we thought he would be there. Right. I think my set was at like 2 a.m. and uh, my partner Xavier, his was like the 1 a.m. set. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like pacing. I'm just like trying to make sure everything's good. And he's, yeah, it's like almost the end of the party. We end at 
at like 155 he calls he's like i'm here and i go back to the area and i'm like you're not there <laughs> where are you and then he facetimes me and he's literally at the main entrance with everyone so like literally i'm like i got like 30 seconds before people realize this is back at the front <laughs> so i come in i can't find uh the guy to get the badge for him i go to the front and i go go to grab like grab him like hi i'm jaleesa I need some help and I, I can't get a badge so I walk him like try to walk him through the crowd without people noticing and they start to notice and I get to security and poor thing you know he's just <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of like you know taking some words because I think he was like not listening and was letting a few people in without their badge mm. but I had the person that we enforced this rule for, and <laughs> I didn't have a badge for him. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> this was kind of like, this kind of built up, adds to my frustration sometimes of trying to do things for black culture and black, uh, black events when there aren't that many black spaces, mm. black staff. Um, I was like, this man, I'm pretty sure sold out this venue and made y'all a lot of money and y'all don't even recognize him. Wow. So what happened was I ended up trying to get him to go in, get him into his area, and they wouldn't let me bring him in. And as soon as Anderson Pack saw like a bit of trouble, <laughs> he, uh, he was like, I'm good, I'm chilling. And he literally came in, danced for two minutes and left. Oh and my that hurt, God. it hurt. <laughs> Oh my God, that is so terrible. It hurts so bad. And yeah, but that just, yeah, definitely like has inspired me like to try um, to lift up black spaces as much as possible. It's so vital. And and now more than ever, you know, like that. Yeah. That's horrible. I'm so sorry that you have to go through that. <laughs> um, but I, that's why I love what you're doing so much is that there needs to be more of us in these spaces and more spaces dedicated for us. Um, mm -hmm. And it's something that's a huge, huge conversation right now going on in all yeah. different genres and spaces um, is, you know, really representing for Black culture because we, we are the culture. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, and I'm sure you had so much planned for this year. I see that you were on tour for a little bit prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what did you have planned before all of this went down? Who the world. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, was like, I was like pinky in the brain, like we were about to take over. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was super super looking forward to this experience you know that boiler room set where you discovered me that that really changed my life wow. um just the amount of eyes that it's had and you know that have that's had on it and the people from all over the world that can access it it's not like just me djing in atlanta in person and and that's kind of my my, my audience like this I have no idea like <laughs> when somebody's <laughs> watching it or where but the messages i've received have been like really outstanding and just yeah so yeah i i my europe tour was literally march <laughs> right around that time um like march i think 8th is when everything started and i got booked in switzerland and that was what? just from the boiler room set <laughs> that's crazy and yeah so it was like okay if i'm out here i'm gonna be out here so xavier he put down his own money just to come with me and um, so we can just try to schedule a full tour around the, the continent. And uh, 
we 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 got we had a lot in the works you know we had a lot of shows in paris and, and london um in berlin and the switzerland gig thankfully i was able to do that it changed my life i don't know if i if i didn't have that experience i had there i probably would be in a darker space now given covid but i got to dj on the top of a mountain in switzerland and i was like what? can't take that away <laughs> like that was that moment there like everyone else was on the ski lift like they do this every weekend and i just was like wow like i just felt like a child um oh my and God. were there black people there too <laughs> okay a few. <laughs> a few but in berlin absolutely in, in london definitely um but yeah, so that was the one moment I had after that. Literally, we were stuck in Berlin, stuck in London for a few weeks without, you know, we couldn't perform and we couldn't really go anywhere either. So it was kind of, it was so such a weird disposition, like to be like, to be in these places and then to be depressed in them as well. Right. <laughs> How you going to be depressed on tour, right? <laughs> right, right. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seriously. Same thing here. I was supposed to do a whole tour around China prior to uh, yeah. uh, all of this happening and like mm-hmm. literally one day at a time, just like, nope, we can't do it. Nope, we can't do it. Um, yeah. And yeah, like this is our livelihood. So to have that happen, it's just like, what the heck? What am I supposed to do? You know, you almost yeah, lose sure. identity without doing the shows or, or interacting with the fans, you know? No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were planning on you know, just traveling a lot more. Um, uh, work crew of my agency that I, I partnered with Xavier Black in. He, you know, we were planning on, you know, just like, really going balls to the walls with activations and, and event production mm. um, for, for other companies. And yeah, it's the landscape has changed so much. Now it's just kind of been a lot of research and pivoting on, okay, like there's still money out there, right. but it's just a weird time. Weird very, time. very weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that leads me to my next thing. Here comes Twitch, right? In this yeah. time where, <laughs> you know, shows are shut down, we're not sure when things are going to pick back up. Twitch comes along and Instagram live comes along and now DJs are using this space to, you know, try to make up for the income that they've lost from shows and also engage with fans. So Mm -hmm. can you talk about the kind of light bulb moment that went off for you that you were like, okay, Twitch and Instagram live could be a place for me to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, yeah. When I, when I came back from, from Europe and I was really just kind of like, what now, (laughs) you know, after going through the, you know, survival mode moments, like applying for grants and unemployment, all those things. um, Yeah. I was like, if I don't do anything creatively, I really won't be in a good space. So I just have to do it. Um, So yeah, I was, I would just go based on the calendar we already had with our events and say, okay, we were supposed to do the groove in person. Let's just do sets virtually. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people definitely were on the wave before me and showed me that it was, it was possible. Mm -hmm. I appreciate DJs like that who before the pandemic already had like cool setups and were utilizing things like Twitch. But yeah, I tried, you know, I just researched, okay, I need, I need a camera. Okay, cool. I need audio interface. Okay, cool. And um, 
yeah, from there, I tried the Instagram thing out. That was cool, but then I kept getting so many shutdowns mm. whenever I would try to go live. And I was like, well, this isn't working. <laughs> and, everyone, and then SoundCloud actually um, emailed and they were like, hey, we've partnered with Twitch. Um, if you want to be an affiliate, just fill out this form. So I did that. And then I had the Twitch account and I just really didn't use it for like a, a while. And <laughs> then I decided to, you know, do an event for Juneteenth because I just, I still was um, grappling with the um, purpose of partying or or dancing or celebrating in such a dark moment or time mm. of the year. So it right. took me a lot of, of, of grappling to figure out, okay, like I, I really believe that music is kind of my way to communicate and to speak out right. um, and, and, to, and to help people heal and not yeah. think of, you know, sometimes not even think about everything that they've got on their plate. So once I kind of grappled with that, I did the Juneteenth event and then I just started live streaming on my own. And um, I, I, I realized now that like Twitch is really an opportunity for you to show, showcase yourself all, all around. Like you can, you can customize the language, you can customize the chat, how you interact with people. You can link them to everything that you've done. You can wow. customize the backgrounds. You can put your personality in there. I could put a stupid video behind me. <laughs> talk to people on the mic however I want. I can play the music I want. And mm -hmm. in Atlanta, it's not always the easiest. You know, sometimes we um, have to showcase just one part of ourselves, or mm. or just kind of bend for a check sometimes just for survival here right. in Atlanta. But yeah, just that freedom, just kind of with the boiler room set, like, this is another opportunity for me to reach people all across the world. Um, yeah. A little easier. And you, oh my God, your streams look so cool. Like yeah. I, it's funny that you said that because I was also really struggling and I still am with Twitch about that. Like, you know, how do I still maintain uh, a sense of connection with fans, play the music that I want? How do I do it in a way that looks cool? So I'm not just like DJing for my yeah. living <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's been really great to watch your streams because they're just so professional. Um, oh, can you talk about? I saw I saw on Instagram you had made a super cool like how to turn your um, house, you yeah, had yeah. your bedroom into a, a live stream studio essentially. Can you talk about some of the gear that you use to stream? And uh, you know, yeah. some of us don't got a lot of money, so <laughs> no, an affordable way to do it. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, for sure. I think. Um, so what I used to stream uh, camera wise, I bought a GoPro. Um, mm -hmm. I probably, I don't know if I would have done that in hindsight, if I would have known that, oh, if you buy a GoPro, you also need a capture card mm -hmm. that costs <laughs> another, you know, 200 bucks, but it, you know, it's worked out well for me. Nice. But, um, but yeah, you can all, always use an iPhone. Like iPhones are very, just because of the amount of apps that are on there, you can actually turn your iPhone into a web camera that's great quality. Um, you can connect that to a free software that I use called OBS Studio. Yeah. Um, and I use an audio interface, a Scarlett 212, 2i2. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty inexpensive. Um, but yeah, you can also, if you, if you aren't able to do that, because um, a lot of things really just have been out of stock because everyone was scrambling and buying things. So. Right. But um, you can, if you have a controller or a fairly like, 
recent mixer like an S9 or just any sort of controller, they have their own sound card built in and you can just go to your sound preferences on your computer and, and you can get crisp, clear sound using that um, without needing an audio interface. So I use those are like my, my core things, just making sure the sound is right and that it looks clean. And then, you know, from there, I've just upgraded. Sometimes I'll have just the vinyl in the background. Um, I try to switch them out. Um, I just had an Outcast gig yesterday. Yeah. Um, that was nerve wracking. This was for OK players, so I was definitely in my head about it. Oh. But then, you know, I used like a, I found a retractable green screen on Amazon that was, you know, just like a hundred bucks, and yeah. I used that. That kind of the green screen. You can go to, you know, we went to the Hood Mall in uh, Atlanta, found <laughs> some green fabric that's like wider literally cost like 15 bucks and tacked it to the wall like you can do things like that but like green screens really transform just like what you can do you know with the yeah. space you're in. yeah i'm definitely yeah. gonna invest in one next paycheck because i was like man i can't yeah. keep doing these streams with like my couch <laughs> in the background no yeah that was my thing it was like I have, <laughs> and i have i've had a lot going on so my my sister my nephew have been staying with me and I live in a one bedroom in the city. Oh <laughs> so it's just been a big, a big adjustment. So if I didn't have like the green screen, it'd probably just be my nephew just running around stomping <laughs> and hollering all the time. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Um, yeah. I also really love how you've been using um, Discord as an extension of your Twitch yeah. too. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, so you've been using that to kind of like take requests or also connect and share music? With folks mm -hmm. yeah i have a lot of uh topics in there but yeah it was something when i you know there are a lot of dope streamers on twitch that i would just watch and learn from um like a night sage my homie night sage uh this girl jmkm um yeah and uh just twitch itself just using their resources they they have twitch itself has a discord and monty booker dope producer he has a huge one his discord has like 20,000 people in there and they're mainly producers and they do beat battles. They do so many things in there. You can do um, video chatting, you can have a whole party in there. So I was like, this is cool. Like this is honestly, Discord is like the most exciting platform to me because I'm nervous about Twitch. Twitch is, you know, it's, they're investing a lot into music, but I know they're getting a lot of pushback from the RIAA and DMCA. So I feel like just like Instagram got shut down really quickly with using recorded music, Twitch is kind of on that path. So mm -hmm. Discord to me is honestly just like a hub. So it's like, if I have I have you here and you, you actually really want to know like what I'm doing mm -hmm. and yeah, I can put my, my schedule there. I can put links. Yeah, people do put requests. I have like sections to talk about TV. Like I love watching. <laughs> different shows and um, I have a section about black owned businesses. It's just cool just to build it. Like it really feels like I'm really starting to build a community. It's been hard doing a lot of in-person events. Um, so you, it's hard to get the data. It's hard to know who's really like, who really is connecting with you. So that's been one blessing about kind of being home and, and doing things virtually. Mm -hmm. It's like just being able to really connect. Yeah, I love that. Um, and with your Twitch as well, so how does it work for folks? They just subscribe and they can also pay to subscribe to like donate monthly to you as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that helps. I'm definitely still building up. Um, I'm definitely not making money like I was making from gigs doing the <laughs> Twitch streams, but it, it feels like, you know, it's just an investment 
into myself and just an outlet of expression. But yeah, you can tune in for free. Uh, if you subscribe, I have some foolish emotes there. Like I have yes, an emote that. of my nephew crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's like my most popular one. Um, but yeah, so you can use those and then you can also, you know, it helps me out too. So people usually look out and subscribe. I love it. I love it. My favorite stream so far was the one that you did for uh, the Brandy and Monica. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was so great. That was funny. You had all the old like Monica videos in the background. Oh, it was great. <laughs> that was fun. Thanks. Yeah. What's been your favorite stream to do so far? Oh, definitely my show Think Outside the Clock. Because um, I, 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 I love playing, like supporting new music, new artists. Um, that I don't feel like are particularly subscribed to one genre. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that music may not be the most upbeat or party ready music, mm -hmm. but you know, when you're streaming, you don't have to do that all the time. You can kind of just play whatever. Like I hop from channel to channel and it's just like every room is a different, <laughs> different vibe, a different sound. But Think Outside the Clock for me is kind of me and my true form just showcasing those artists. I've been able to collaborate with artists, you know, get some interviews from them. Mm -hmm. I have a, a dope collab coming out with a group called Babe. They're based in Brooklyn. They're super dope. Um, mm -hmm. They do something they call a surf R&B and their music just flows. It just feels so good. And yeah, yeah I'm going to do like a 15 minute, just like segment, just devoted on them where I'm like screening their music videos. I'm going to poll my viewers on which song they, they fuck with the most and uh, have like a quick, like, you know, rapid interview with them. And I just love doing that. I love being able to kind of tap into how I started, you know, with the journalism side and interviewing and kind of bring it full circle and, and still DJ, still show my face. And, and all yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I love how you like really just like you built a community with your fans. I really love that. And I hope to do that with my, my Twitch <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> I can't wait to see yours. Yeah. I, yeah. What's funny is um, a friend that I'm, I'm dating right now, she thought she hops in the streams and she thinks that like, she was like, oh yeah, I, I sent you, I, send a gift subscription to your friend that's your friend right i was like yeah me sure but i don't know anybody <laughs> personally and she thought the way people would speak to me or the way that they were just um dedicated would pop in every stream i did like she thought that these are like literally my friends they're like people Aww. in real life that i like connected yeah. with and that meant something to hear you know like <laughs> This is a, it feels like a genuine connection. That For I'm real. The way that people be commenting in there, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, this song's fire. Like, you're killing it. I love that. Love that kind of energy. So it's like you've really been able to create a, like, an, essentially a crowd to, to come and dance and have fun. That's so cool. Yeah. It's starting <laughs> to feel like a, you know, a little dance floor. It's starting to go up, you know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cool. I don't want to take too much of your time. So I just wanted oh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah I kind of want to end on this. You know, I really love the name of your show, Think Outside the Clock. And that's the meaning behind that is just, it's been like the whole framework of my life thus far, you know, yeah. having to think outside <laughs> of my nine to five or just think yeah. outside of my, my own personal, you know, barriers that I have within myself and really try yeah. to unlock all the potential that I have. So um, what, what does that mean to you? Think outside the clock. 
yeah that is it's an extension of why i named myself hourglass um because yeah like when i when i first started pursuing music i was living that double life doing the nine to five and i would you know i have this tattoo on me um it's oh, an hourglass and, and i i would look at it i would say yo like when i felt myself really stressing about something that five minutes later or a day later won't even be a a, a factor in my life anymore it's like why are you doing this you know like um just anytime i feel myself i'm just living according to societal standards or the clock like people say oh five o'clock clocked out now i can do what i want to do oh the weekend's here now i get to be myself right. and pursue my hobbies and my passions and it was like we really have no idea how much time we have on this earth at all and if anything this time has showed us that um and so yeah it's just like my my reminder to like whenever i'm in my head too much whenever i'm worried or concerned about what anyone else has going on just remember that I'm on my own set of time and everybody else is too. So yeah, that's just all we can do is just try to try to live it out <laughs> the best way we can. I love that. That's so beautifully said. Um, if we want to catch you, what do you have coming up in the next couple of weeks or months? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm always on Twitch. I have um, my, my weekly Saturday show, Think Outside the Clock. That's at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time every Saturday. Uh, usually, <laughs> unless, you know, sometimes, you know, things switch up. Um, yeah, um, the Groove ATL R&B uh, brand that I have with Work Crew and Wally Sparks, we keep that pretty active. It's the Groove ATL on, on everything, Twitch, Instagram, our website. Um, so we, we do um, weekly uh, weekly shows where we all rotate, the four of us, and then we'll do the full party, you know, usually one, one Friday every month. And then we uh, also uh, debuted a podcast recently. Um, so we're airing the second episode of that on Twitch uh, this week, actually. Um, nice. So yeah, so I do that. I have... Um, I'm in Atlanta. Atlanta is, sim- is definitely wide open. I'm not trying to. I was about to yeah, say, I don't think see. Atlanta's ever shut down. <laughs> I don't think it did either, honestly. So I'm, you know, I've dipped my toe in the water. I try to keep it safe, but I, I, I've been kind of keeping it chill at restaurants and lounges. Um, so I'm at apartment 4B in Atlanta. And um, the owner is awesome, Sim, uh, black owned business. And uh, he's he's really into the streaming aspect of it all. So he wants, like, I've been live streaming my sets and they've actually been <laughs> doing better than, you know, some of the ones I really craft with visuals and stuff <laughs> like that because I'm just playing soul and, and, and Afrobeat and, and dance hall all day. And that's pretty cool. I do that on Thursdays. And other than that, you know, who knows? <laughs> who really knows? Like, yeah. it's, um, you know, I'm just getting busy with work crew and, um, uh, opportunities seem to just fall out of the sky and I'm grateful for them. So, who knows? So we're coming out of the interview between me and DJ Hourglass out of Atlanta. She's so sweet. And I just really love that she's been able to create this community. I mean, if you go into her Twitch, people are like 
interacting with her, asking her to play, you know, requesting certain music. Uh, they're talking to one another, which I think is super cool. Um, it really makes you feel like you're a part of something. And I love that. Um, if you're interested in following her, I'll have all her info in the comments below. Um, and please do. I think she does her Twitch stream every Saturday and, um, I'll have, yeah, I'll have all the information on there, uh, so that you can tune in as well. She also has a really cool discord community where you, where she'll be sharing some incredible music and you can request songs too. Um, so definitely, definitely follow her i'll have all that information down below and thank you so much for tuning in once again for another episode of club management there's also going to be video of this episode on youtube which i will share the link to in the comments so you can catch us chopping it up you know chopping it up live in the flesh <laughs> shout out to all our folks that are supporting on patreon if you'd like to become a member of the patreon community we'd love to see you over there uh you get access to early episodes i'll be sharing exclusive mixes music and some really cool perks uh please donate the donation little box is up at the top on soundcloud uh but if you happen to be listening on other apps we're on patreon at patreon.com slash club management one like the number one and uh yes i'm your host shannon dawson until next time